So today we're going to talk about that stuff that you're not ready to do. That stuff you've been putting off. I don't know. What is it? Everybody's different. Everybody has their thing. Is it getting more religious? Putting on hijab? Are you putting off getting married? Maybe losing some weight that you know you need to. You feel maybe you've put on some. Is it to quit that job or make that career move or move out and move somewhere else? What is it? Maybe it's a divorce. Maybe you know your marriage hasn't been working for a long time. I mean, obviously, we're always going to go through different channels before we take these extreme measures, but everybody has something that they almost seemingly know they need to do, and yet they're never quite ready. Well, this can become a problem, my friend, for all of us. We have to actually face those things, and today, in about 20 minutes, (laughs) we're going to face them together. You're not alone. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the things that you feel you're not quite ready to do, but maybe you are. Hello, Assalamu alaikum. Thank you for joining us here at Mindful Muslim Speaks, the podcast where we are empowering women to grow and thrive. Hope you guys have been having an amazing week. Happy Monday. I know Monday's not always our favorite day, but at this point, I'm sorry with COVID, every day feels like Monday. So <laughs> I'm just joking. But alhamdulillah for everything. Um, just before I start, I told you guys I was going back to giving shout outs. I just wanted to give a quick shout out to I mean, I'm amazed, amazed when I call some of you women because, and yes, this might be you listening because many, many of our podcasters are part of the challenge that we're doing right now. And um, alhamdulillah, we're doing a five-day challenge on self-love. And I think as women, you know, because we leave ourselves last, we often think that self-love is something optional. Like if I have time, yeah, I'll get to that. But we don't realize is if we do not, like the saying is fill our cup, we don't have anything to give to anyone else. So we go on trying to do everything that we're supposed to do. But if we don't actually take the time to center ourselves in the morning, many of you guys have heard me talk about morning routines and priming your mind and all that stuff. But even just like honestly thinking well of yourself, talking well to yourself, All this stuff, if we don't do it, it just like domino effect into the rest of our life and all the areas and the relationships that we have. So what I want to just say is this challenge that we have going on that just started today, women have just been pouring their hearts out. I'm always surprised because women are usually shy, um, you know, to talk about their faults, just how incredibly raw these women are and just divulging everything that they feel that they don't love about themselves or are their limiting beliefs, but then also reflecting on what they wish they could think or feel instead. And I respect them so much. And I'm so, so impressed that they are just like honestly diving into this work. So really excited. If you still want to catch the beginning of this challenge, um, definitely DM me on Instagram. I think it's probably the fastest way to reach me at mindful, M-I-N-D-F-U-L, muslima, M-U-S-L-I-M-A-H on Instagram because we are definitely, definitely doing this with all of our Thrive members. And I'm so, so um, grateful to the work that they're doing. So great job ladies looking forward to see what you guys are putting out tomorrow all right so let's dive into the topic of today of looking at the things that we might be putting off because we're quote unquote not ready yet right this is if you talk to anyone 
anyone you're going to find this is a similar issue with them and like it could be anything it could be you know like i said um you know being ready to be more religious stop listening to music putting on hijab you know finally stop talking to guys i have women tell me all kinds of things it could be just getting married you know i'm keep putting it off i don't want to do it or it could be like moving or cutting off a relationship that i need to cut off there's so many things that we are honestly making yourself suffer in a way or not progress like we're withholding our progression and I was thinking back to when I probably about 10 years ago I was teaching and I was teaching um young people and adults actually but I kept having people ask me you know how do you do this how do you do that could you show me could you show me and I did a podcast back about um trying to figure out um you know what you're really meant to do definitely go check that one out because I give the formula on how to figure out what you're meant to do. So listen to that one after you listen to this one. Um, so alhamdulillah, I had a lot of the signs that I'm explaining to you. And and I was at that point where I was like, oh, you know, so many people are asking me to teach them how to teach that I feel like I have a lot to share. And I see these people earnestly struggling and I honestly want to help them. And so subhanAllah, but moving from something where you're you're doing something on your own to teaching someone how to do something is is in like terms of like training it's a very big leap you don't realize it like getting up doing powerpoints you know creating booklets you know following up with sessions and coaching you know teachers and that so I, I i really put it off forever like who am i to tell anybody how to do anything i don't i don't know that i'm good enough to do that and i put that off and i put that off and then someone came up to me and they said listen is this something you're going to regret? You're going to regret not sharing. Is you know and they said maybe Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave you some type of a gift and I was like no, I could just go right along doing this and they said but would you be satisfied with that? Would you not wonder if you could have helped people more because if you train a teacher, maybe the 30 children that they teach will benefit from you as opposed to teaching like one child. And that really sunk into me where sometimes I could make bigger impact. Just like this podcast, as a matter of fact, I am not a podcaster. I have always been like a teacher or naqiba. And eventually, obviously, I went on to be a teacher trainer where I, I did finally accept to train teachers and train principals and things like that. But at the end of the day, it's still a big jump. And even into podcasting, oh my gosh, I'm only doing this podcast probably about a year and a half, but I've been talking, you know, and training and teaching my whole life in person. But this whole idea of virtually teaching was something very foreign to me because it is something I never had done. So I too put things off until people were like, listen, you can make a serious impact. And when I was thinking of helping women, and check this out, guys, check out the numbers. So in Ramadan, in Ramadan, I used to usually commit myself to one masjid, one mosque. And I would sit in that mosque in a big circle of women, maybe like 30 to 60 women, depending on the night. And I would just teach those women. Well, the first Ramadan, when I did this podcast, do you know how many people we reached? 40,000. Can you imagine, right? And I was like, subhanAllah, the power of the internet, right? Then we just finished our second Ramadan. You know how many people we reached this Ramadan? Almost 100,000. So subhanAllah, we are doubling fast by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's help. But could you imagine if I was just like, no, I'm just going to stick to what I'm doing. And then I only helped 30 to 60 women. SubhanAllah. And now with the um, with the, the global community, it's even growing in a deeper way. So I'm just incredibly grateful for the people that have advised me to just not wait 
and just be ready. But how do you, but how do you do that? How do you get to the point where you're like done waiting and you move on? Well, we're going to talk about that right now. I'm going to give you some advice on how you can get to the next step. All right. So the first thing I do want to say before diving into that is just this really, um, powerful quote that I was once told, which is, and I I don't have the person who said it. Um, I just know it was told to me. You never feel ready to do important things you're meant to do, right? Those big important things are the things we think too, too long about because we're just like, oh, but then those are the things that if we do them, they have such a huge impact, those big decisions, right? And subhanAllah, the thing is we have to understand, like I said, I'm going to give you about three things today that you can do to get yourself moving in the right direction. We're going to go over them right now, but I want to tell you something really important because this is going to make or break you in this process. You're going to have to disobey the voice in your head that says, I'm not ready yet. I can't do it because I just want to say that your mind is trained to keep you in the comfort zone and everybody knows that living in the comfort zone does not take you anywhere. In the comfort zone, you stay cozy and you stay protected, and that's where you don't grow. So as you guys know, my podcast is all about, I always say, helping women grow and thrive, grow and thrive. Because growing is one thing, but thriving is like not just like, you know, day to day. It's like, I feel good about what I'm doing, and I'm really making strides in, in getting where I want to go. Okay, so that requires you getting out of your comfort zone. So basically, just be ready and know that your mind is going to tell you not to do anything, to stay where you are, that you're not qualified, you're not ready. And you're just going to, you know, endure a lot of pain and just why do that? So when your brain is saying the time isn't right, I need to wait until blah, blah, blah happens. I'll make too many mistakes if I start now. I don't have the knowledge or I don't have the plan mapped out yet. I can't risk this until I know that and then it'll all work out. You know, later I'll figure it out. Your brain is going to tell you stuff like that and what you're going to do is you're going to just, whenever it's that you say that to yourself, you're going to say the opposite. I'm not ready. And then you're just going to counter it immediately and say, yes, I am. Because I've told you guys many times in this podcast, you have to actually train your brain. And I do not know why this is not like a mandatory college course on how to understand your mind, but your mind always doesn't understand what's reality. So if you tell your mind you're ready, you will actually start to follow in suit biologically like to get ready and like you are. So I always just tell myself, yeah, I am ready, even though like if I know I'm not. And um, I do this in my morning journaling. Many of you guys know the four points. If you're one of the people that is in our Thrive um, uh, Global Village, then you're going to know that actually this is something that we have, um, you know, put into like a little um, sheet for you where you could use and like we, we have all these types of resources. But either way, um, just doing these things it really matters especially talking to yourself and the voices in your head all right so how do we start before we're ready how can we do this let's look at it number one so number one is beware of procrastination disguised as research and planning i don't know what it is about us planning and planning and planning and thinking we're like i don't know how this happens but um Beware the procrastination and the constant planning and researching. So the first thing I always do when I'm going to do anything, like I've talked to you guys about this when I was going to go buy a car or buy a house or anything, and I know nothing about those things. FYI, I do not pay attention to cars and things. Um, I said, okay, I got to skill up. So I spend about, I put myself on a time limit and I spend about a month to a month and a half to just study, study, study as much as I can. But the key is I put a time limit. I'm not like, oh, this year I'm going to be studying and planning and researching. No, I say, look, I when is is the prime time to buy one? Oh, this month? Okay, cool. So I'll research from now until this time. And then when that time comes around, I know I'm ready. So I always put dates. So number one, give yourself dates and don't, un- don't um, you know, think that procrastination 
is is really not procrastination, which it often is, okay? So don't keep getting ready and learning and getting more information and getting more information to the point where you have disabled yourself. Give yourself some dates, okay? Number two, get some skin in the game. You know, find a way to put your time, your money, or your ego on the line. Create a, you know, a way where, you know, you're gonna have painful consequences if you don't keep on moving. You gotta do what you gotta do. So, like, actually, like, if it's all about, like, I'm not sure if I wanna sign up and start going to this class, like, Go down and sign yourself up because then you're stuck. You're going to have to start, you know, put some skin in the game, put some money down on something, you know, get involved in something to the point where you're going to force yourself to not be able to get out of it. There are unlimited digital tools to help you put skin in the game. I mean, you can search online for accountability apps. There's so many things you can do. You'll discover a treasure trove of options with a wide array of features. Okay. The basic format is set your goal. Okay. Like, and it'd be really specific. I'm really big on smart goals. In Ramadan, I help women to do these a lot because Ramadan is a huge one, right? Everybody like gets ready for Ramadan. They wait all year and then they start Ramadan. And then within a couple days, maybe a first week, they just die hard, right? And then they like fall off the map. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, they're trying to maybe pull it together mid Ramadan, but then they give up. And then maybe if they have some good friends who keep encouraging them, they try to make the best of the last 10 days or couple days. And by the end, want, want, they usually feel disappointed. For that, I have an entire Ramadan course where I stick with women the entire Ramadan. And I have like a master plan that never fails because I have plugged in all these things that Muslims do that is not in a regular planner that I know that we always do during Ramadan. So I help women set up the goals and all that stuff. So I totally get it. Okay, so we're going to do something like that. But in a mini sense here, I just want you to just set up at least smart goals. I'm going to write 500 words a day, five days a week to get my paper done. Like whatever, get really specific and measurable. And then determine what money that you'll have to pay if you don't stay on track. For example, let's say I have to do some papers for college. And if I don't get them done, I'm going to lose the credits for that course. The credits for that course could be $1,500. Okay, boom, I'm going to have to take the class over. That's going to waste me a lot of months, months that I could have had money in a job. What is that going to cost me? Maybe $3,000. Start calculating the risk and put your skin in the game. Put, Put yourself out there and start signing up, doing, just do it. Don't even think about it, okay? Number three, we need to value growth in learning over comfort and certainty. So because we've gotten so comfortable where we think like we're just going to stay in our cozy place of safety, we don't um, realize the absolute value and growth and learning. And if we think back to the Sira, right, the, the, um, the times of the Prophet, peace be upon him, and all of the history associated with Islam, there was a lot of skin in the game and there was a lot and lot of growth and learning over comfort and certainty for sure. When the Prophet peace be upon him brought the message of Islam to the people, he didn't stay in a safe place for too long. He gave himself a time limit. Actually, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was very much part of that time limit, right? He let him know when to finally come out with the message. And then when he did, it was full force. He was not shy. We know about Umar radiallahu anhu. When he told the people about Islam, he came out and he was like, I'm Muslim. And what? You know, this is who I am. And people would do this and that. And he was like, no, he put his whole heart into it. And he just went full force because they had a, a bigger value for growth 
and, and just movement and learning. They did not want to stay stagnant. They had this feeling of accountability to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? We learned about the surah wal-asr, wal-asr, about, you know, Allah will measure us by time and the time we've wasted and the things we've done. So I time is a huge one for me and everybody knows me. I'm just like, I do not like to waste time. That's why I almost calculate everything in my day. And it's not because I'm, you know, meticulous about like being OCD with time. It's really from a place of once I learned about that surah and the background of that surah and I understood Allah will ask us, one of the first things he will ask us was about time. I made that a priority. So I'm encouraging you to do the same. And like many, you know, bootstrap people for the first few, you know, months or years of what you're doing, you're going to do stuff by yourself. But maybe after a while, you might have to, if it doesn't work for you, and you feel like, you know, I can't go this alone, you might need some help. And that's actually why I was shouting out the women in the beginning of my podcast, because so many women had tried to change things about themselves alone. And they were like, look, I've tried in my head so long, but I don't really have the support and accountability. I don't have anybody shouting us and rooting me on. So all the women that have joined us in the Thrive Muslim community, they've all said, okay, been there, done that, tried to do it myself, but I need a little bit of help. And I adore the fact that they were that honest because we have all been there. So there was a point in my life where I had a halaka that was um, halaka that was like women. And to be honest, I'm friends with them to this day. But going there every Saturday from one to three in my class was what pushed me. Now, because of COVID and because of the world we live in, most things are online. So because of that, I shifted almost, it's almost like a big halakha online. It's almost like a big support group online, but it's more than just that. Like there's also videos and resources and everything. So if you do feel you need that, guys, it is there. Because I've done this so long, I get that. So I don't want you to think I'm throwing stuff out into the air like, do this, do this, and I'm unrealistic. And I'm unfazed by the fact that some people struggle with that piece. They struggle with doing it alone. So you don't have to because I made that resource for you. Again, DM me if you want to know more about that. A mindful Muslima. I'm more than happy to tell you. I'll try to put my email below as well. But definitely, definitely, you have to and I have to have a mindset shift where we put that growth. The growth zone is magical, okay? Um, it's the only place where you actually see huge change. When you start to increase your growth because you're like, I'm going to do stuff that just feels weird that just feels like totally out of my comfort zone that is where you start to see the most amazing changes and that's exactly what happened to me it's where you'll gain new skills and and, um, capabilities it's where you're going to acquire the strength and the expertise and the um the and you know just that have the best results you've ever found and hanging out in the growth zone long enough is something absolutely marvelous. You're going to see things that you could not even imagine you thought you'd be able to do. And that's why I encourage you to get there because it might be terrifying at first, but your confidence only increases and your strength only increases with conviction the more you stay there. And then you're like, why haven't I done this longer? For example, I'll give this one last example before we finish. I'm the kind of person that my whole life I was really quiet. Um, I didn't like to rock the boat. I didn't, was always worried about hurting all the people's feelings. Have you ever been that person, right? And so you don't say no to people as much as you think you should, right? Or you like, people are like, oh, could you help me with this? And you say yes to everybody, even though you don't even have time for yourself. And you just spend all your day saying yes to everyone and being worried about hurting anyone's feelings, but leaving yourself last, which is when that self-love goes out the window and that self-care goes out the window, right? Um, and that'll beat you up. And then I'll make you really sad and that'll make you feel helpless. But the moment I learned how to like say, no, I don't think I am available. I think I actually have something important I have to do for my own self or my own kids. 
And then I started to actually use that time for those things and grow in certain things. I was like, oh my gosh, why didn't I do this sooner? So I have very much been in that place where I didn't know how to do something. It was super scary. But once I did, I was like, woo, why didn't I wait this long? What was I thinking this whole time? All right. We have more things that I could talk to you about for today, though. These are the three things I need you to try to do right now. I need you to just, first of all, I'll just go back and I'll rewind. Let me look in my notes. It's just be prepared to understand the way that you work. Be aware that procrastination is often disguised by you waiting and planning for the perfect moment. That's just nonsense. That's called procrastination. If that's what you're doing, that's what that is, okay? Number two, if you really want to move anywhere, you got to get skin in the game. You got to sign up for something. You got to put your name on something. You got to go fill out a form. Whatever you got to do, get your skin in the game, moving you to the next level. And number three, we have to really value and change our mindset that if we are um, not valuing growth and learning over being cozy and feeling safe, then we're never going to get anywhere. And we need to understand that means we're going to stay stuck and we're not going to change. And I want to ask you a question. Do you want to stay where you are right now for the rest of your life? Do you want to stay the way you feel right now for the rest of your life? If your answer is no, do something. And I told you, if if you can't do it alone, that's okay. If you can, great. I've just told you like how to get that moving, right? If you if you can't, I'm here and all the women are here and they're already, for example, in their own challenge. I put them through little challenges. We do little workshops together. We have conversations. We talk about whatever. I'm there. All right. You can definitely, definitely message me at Mindful Muslima, M-U-S-L-I-M-A-H. All right. If not, at worst case scenario, I have those discovery calls for free for 15 minutes. Jump on one of those. I'll also link those below. Thank you guys for joining us today. I pray Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes it easy for you to do whatever you need to do to stop waiting and start living. Oh my gosh, what a difference it makes when you actually start living the way you want to and doing the things you know you need to do. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for you. I will see you guys on Friday, inshallah.